Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Agree with, like I said for months, this is what the 49ers should do. Yeah, they backed into the right decision, Matt. <laughs> and however they got there, more power to them. I, I spent three and a half years out in the Bay before being here. Yes, you did. In in New York City. And I can tell you, when you followed that Niners team, the players in that locker room love Jimmy Garoppolo. He has built up so much goodwill in and trust in that room. They believe in him. So if ever there was a situation where not only does it feel like it fits on the field, the Niners are ready to make this change from Garoppolo to Trey Lance – and they've been ready for a while. But if anybody has the type of personality and respect to make it as easy as possible for Trey Lance, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Matt, not only were you right all along, and the Niners have now made the correct move that they should have made the whole time, but I think it's actually really going to work because Jimmy knows the system better than anybody. He's a good teacher for what Lance needs to learn, and he'll be there in case Lance gets hurt. So it's a win-win for all parties involved. And as much and as long as it took for the Niners to get to this point, they made the choice that they should have made all along. And here's the thing. I wasn't predisposed to like Jimmy G. I've said this before, but my ex-girlfriend is not a sports fan. And one time we were sitting around and, and, and watching SportsCenter, which means she was reading a book and just being <laughs> shaking her head. I've been there. Because she hates sports. And then there. they show Jimmy Garoppolo, and she looks up and she goes, who is that? Like she was like, oh, my, look how good looking he is. And I decided at that moment that I hated him and would forever because he was too good looking. And I don't really like people that are really, really good looking. I don't trust them. But people were so negative about him that I found myself doing something I would never do, which is feeling sorry for an absurdly handsome quarterback. Because I was like, look, he's 31 and 14 in the five seasons he's been the starter. He's four and two in the playoffs. He's beaten Aaron Rodgers twice at Green Bay in a playoff game. You know how many other quarterbacks have done that? None ever. So, like, why are we so quick to throw him out? But people wanted to. And you said you think it'll work out. But I want you to hear what Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers head coach, said on July 26th. And I want you to tell me after you hear this, if you really think it can work out. Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. And we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. 
I mean, that's like a goodbye. That's like what you say to someone on their last day at the office while you're giving them their watch and thanking them for their service. They wouldn't even let him on the practice field. He may be the nicest guy in the world, and Nick, you know him much better than I do. But how do you look past that if at some point, as I believe will happen, they're going to need him? You look past it by saying, Matt, that the organization has been as honest as they can be with me over the course of our professional relationship. Do we know that, though? We know it to a point. And I say that to a point because we just played that Kyle Shanahan sound, Matt, a few months ago after the season. Jimmy Garoppolo is standing in front of the reporters. And for those that don't know, the Niners fan base, they refer to uh, them as the faithful. And Garoppolo stands up in front of all the, the cameras and he goes, want to say to the the faithful thank you for everything you've always been behind me I enjoyed it and he thought it was over too so from the point when Lance got drafted up until the end of the season it felt always like everybody was on the same page like everybody knew what the deal was the question is and this goes to your point what were the conversations like between the end of the season Garoppolo getting the surgery and yesterday when it comes out hey Jimmy You're still kind of our guy. I mean, Trey is the guy, but we still want you back. Garoppolo's going to have to answer for that. But, Matt, I can tell you anecdotally that everybody in that organization really genuinely liked Jimmy Garoppolo. And I can tell you, having interviewed him a couple times in the last year, Jimmy Garoppolo liked being there. So, while it is a strange continuation of a professional marriage in this case, going from starter to backup – If there was one guy who I thought could handle it in the framework of the organization he's already been in, it would be Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he's a better man than me because I would look at him and say, you know what? Okay, fine. You decide to go with the young kid, whatever. That's I mean, again, I'm putting myself, I'm acting like I'm him. I've taken you to a Super Bowl and to a championship game, but if you want to do that, fine. Uh, I'm better than him, but whatever. But you wouldn't even let me practice. You wouldn't even let me play a preseason game. Like, that's the stuff that, for me, would be hard to get over. Now, maybe it won't matter because maybe he ends up getting traded later in the year by restructuring his deal and coming down to $6.5 fully guaranteed. You know, there's a good chance he's easier to trade. So I'll ask you this, because I have strong feelings on this, but I want your take because you're an unbiased uh, observer who hasn't had strong Jimmy G takes like me. What is more likely? He is traded somewhere through the year to another team, or he ends up at some point this season as the starter for the 49ers. I think he eventually gets moved because, Matt, we see it year after year after year. Injuries happen in the NFL. It's a brutal sport. Some quarterback will go down, and they're going to make a call to John Lynch, and they're going to say, John, what's it going to take to get Jimmy? And the Niners are going to name their price. And if Trey Lance, and this is where it gets crucial, Matt, if Trey Lance has the momentum and he's playing as well as the Niners think he can, then they're going to say, hey, <laughs> what what's it going to take to play ball? And that deal would happen. So if I were betting on it right now, while everybody is all – feeling good about this merger and everything continuing the way it has been to a point with Jimmy still on the roster, I would still guess 
that once that first big-name quarterback goes down, Jimmy is on the move to a different city. Well, I have strong opinions about this, but I refuse to give strong opinions until you tell me about FanDuel. <laughs> Kickoff football season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed, when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-877-70-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Breaking news on quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo from ESPN's Adam Schefter. He and the 49ers have agreed to a restructured one-year deal that keeps him in San Francisco this season. The deal contains no trade and no tag clauses. Jimmy G's got the freedom to leave in 2023. Now he will stay there as the number two in San Francisco. He will be the number two quarterback behind Trey Lance under a rework contract that frees cap room for the 49ers. So I disagree with Nick. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be starting sooner rather than later. But I'll tell you who else thinks that. Somebody that knows a lot more than I do, and that's Chris Carlin. He's the regular host of Canny and Carlin. He's not a fill-in like us goobers. And, Chris, <laughs> it sounds like to me that you no, agree I'm with my opinion on this. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> do you agree with me? Jimmy G ends up starting. I think Jimmy G is going to start by week seven. And the reason I say that is the way their schedule lays out. Now, look, Trey Lance has a lot of ability. This isn't about what he can do for the long term. I'm very skeptical because he just hasn't played a lot of football. He he really hasn't. It's 26 games he's played since 2018. And he started, and that's one full season that he's actually been the quarterback somewhere. So that's that's a problem for me, number one. Number two is that when you look at how their schedule lays out and you get the Bears and you get the Panthers and you get the Falcons in the first six weeks of the season, if they don't come out of the first six weeks, at least four and two, there's a major problem. And that problem is probably the quarterback. It gets exceptionally tough starting with the Chiefs in week seven. So I think it's, you look at the first six weeks of the year, he's our guy. You'll keep backing him up if he's not playing well. But then, like, that's kind of the turning point, isn't it? Or, or one of those junctures where you could say, we're either giving up the season here or we're not. And and I don't think they're going to do that. And I think ultimately, yes, he's an insurance policy if he gets hurt, but he's just an insurance policy because I don't think the 49ers are ready to give up uh, an entire year. And there's also a higher than non-zero chance that he that Trey Lance gets hurt. I mean, like the, the, this is a guy who's who plays more mobile and who has in his career 
had injuries, especially before he got to college. So, I mean, there's that. But let me ask you a different way to put it. If Trey Lance was everything they hoped, because the the 49ers believe they have a Super Bowl caliber team. If he was everything they hoped at this moment, do you think they'd still do this? No. No, I, I if he was everything that they hoped, I don't think they would have uh, at at the beginning of training camp um let me rephrase this. I think at the beginning of training camp they would have just had Garoppolo there. And Jimmy, I understand you want you don't want to be here, but at the same time, we're going to do what's best for our team. We're going to figure this out. We don't want to pay a 24 million. So, we'll figure this out. You you told him to stay away. You didn't give him a playbook. You you basically did everything except take out a restraining order yes. from, from him showing up. And and now, you know what? We're good. Come on back. You'll be our backup. I, that to me says when you are trying to deliver the message all along that this is our guy, this is our guy, this is our guy, eh, you know what? Let's keep him around just in case something goes wrong. That That's where you lose me. That That's where if he had just been in training camp, and they worked out a contract. They, it's not like he couldn't have been practicing and working this out and getting ready for the year. Uh, but they just decided that's not what they were going to do because they wanted everybody to know that Lance was their guy. Chris, to follow up on what you're saying, how much more pressure then do you think they just put on Trey Lance by making this deal with Jimmy to come back? How would you feel right now if you were Trey Lance? I wouldn't feel great. Wait a second. You told me all along that I'm the guy, and you told me all along that this guy's not even going to be in camp, and now all of a sudden he's back. Doesn't make me feel good. I think that's pressure. I, I think it's pressure. I think it's there's probably some doubt that probably plays into this. If he had had a, a super clean preseason, would they be doing this? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I think if they were supremely confident – in the situation that he wouldn't be back right now. And yeah, I, and by the way, this really could be the best case scenario for, for Jimmy because just think about it right now, right? I can make an extra $10 million if I end up playing, and if I end up playing, I get the chance to be the hero and save the 49ers season. So uh, if that all happens, and then at the end of the year, they can't tag me, they can't do anything with me, I can go out there and get a massive contract. Let's switch gears for a second to your beloved uh, New York Knicks. Um, they have decided to extend <laughs> R.J. Barrett. And, like, okay, so you and you and I both know this. If you're going to win a title in the NBA, you got to have at least two, maybe three, but certainly two absolute superstars. So my first question to you is, clearly with this extension, the Knicks are saying R.J. Barrett is going to be one of ours. Do you, A, think he's good enough to be that, and B, how do you think this affects Donovan Mitchell trade talks? I think it definitely uh, affects them adversely. I don't think it kills it altogether. But, you know, we had Woj on this morning, uh, Amber and I, when we were filling in for Greeny. And, you know, there's just a lot of contractual, the poison pill. We don't need to get into the weeds of it. it. It makes it more difficult. You basically have to get a third team involved now in making the trade. Um, what I'm most curious about is why the Knicks decided, okay, here's where we're going to start to put some pressure on them and 
say we have a deadline of Monday when that was a self-imposed deadline. That wasn't, you know, may, you could argue that it brought the teams closer to actually making a deal, but now they have to start over from scratch. And as far as what RJ is going to be, I think he's a, a really good player. I do. I don't know that he's going to be a superstar uh, or, or, but is he one of the, I mean, Chris, is he one of the two that you have to have to be great? That's the problem. And I'm curious to hear uh, your guys' thoughts on this. You know, Nick, you've, you've been around the sea, you know, you've been around the nets a lot. You've been around the city a lot. I'm curious, are people around the league, are there big time players around the league who would say right now, I want to go play with RJ Barrett more so than they would say, I want to go play with Donovan Mitchell. It's a no probably on all accounts there, Chris, as far as attracting the largest names. Now, Mitchell and Barrett, you'd rather play with Mitchell, but people like R.J. Barrett. And my point to any Knicks fan throughout the summer has been, get Donovan Mitchell. Give up all your draft capital. Where are you going? (laughs) Where is that team going with Barrett, Brunson, and potentially Donovan Mitchell? I don't think they're going anywhere to – the top of the Eastern Conference. Would you have traded Mitchell, or would you have traded Barrett in a deal for Mitchell? Yeah, but it would depend on what else Danny Ainge was making me give up. See, here's here's where I'd have a problem with it, and this is what I'm really getting the feeling. Stop this deal from happening, and if it did, it would be absurd. Quentin Grimes. <laughs> and I'm getting the feeling that they, they definitely had a lot of interest in Quentin Grimes, and the Knicks had very little interest in giving him up. Yep. So if this trade did not happen because of Quentin Grimes, that to me is criminal. <laughs> well, that Chris, shouldn't stop it from happening. Well, Chris, you didn't ask me because I guess I'm not the expert. I said both Nick you guys. Is. Yeah, but you said both you guys but Nick. So I like – I. T- <laughs> You're right. It was really a qualifying <laughs> statement on my part to really help you feel you know a little bit better. Both of you guys Certainly are I'm wonderful. doing more to help you feel better than the Niners are doing for Trey Lance. I feel like Jimmy G on this show. You asked me to go stand outside. Except you ain't getting six and a half. Yeah, I'm not getting six and a half million. I hope to get six and a half dollars for this hour. Chris, thank you very much for your time, and uh, thanks for letting us fill in. I look forward to hearing what you think, Matt. <laughs> Well, believe me, there's only three and a half more hours of it. Now, (laughs) if I were to tell you in one place, you could have seen Lindsey Vaughn, Spike Lee, Mike Tyson, Bill Clinton, and Dr. Ruth. I mean, it would be a heck of a party. And that was that. Serena Williams brought that crowd out last night at the U.S. Open. We'll talk about it and what that group saw next here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It is Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Matt Jones, Nick Friedel on a beautiful, what is it, Tuesday? It is Tuesday. It's beautiful here. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Nick's in New York. It's, it's beautiful hot there. as hell here, Matt. It's well, it's like- hot here, too. But, like, <laughs> one of these days it's going to be cold and you're going to be glad it was hot. Right? I, see, I was ready when I moved to New York for the cold. I went to Syracuse. I lived in Chicago. I understood what it meant. I was not ready for how hot it, it was throughout the summer every day. Well, I'll tell you when it can be really hot is during the U.S. Open. I covered oh, yeah. the U.S. Open for three years for the Tennis Channel, a job I was not qualified for, and I would go sweat. It was so hot out at Flushing Meadow every or, or whatever, Flushing, New York, Queens, that I literally would just sit there and melt every day as I watched tennis into the night. But – there can be special moments. I do think nighttime at the U.S. Open is a really cool thing, and we got to see it last night with Serena Williams. She won 6-3, 6-3 to advance the second round. She'll play the two seed on Wednesday at 7 o'clock in the next round. But it did feel like, looking at the crowd, that there was a sense that a lot of people thought she might lose. And there was a sense with all the celebrities there from, you know, Lindsey Vaughn, Bill Clinton – Oprah, Mike Tyson, Spike Lee, even Dr. Ruth, who, God bless her, I didn't know was still alive. All those people were there, and I think they probably were there because they were thought, maybe it's going to end tonight. She won, but don't you think a little bit of that was almost a surprise? I think that's why all those people came. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was sitting there in the bar, actually. And this is why I knew that things were getting really towards the end for Serena. I'm walking around New York City, Matt. I'm looking for a great New York City cheeseburger, and I found it. And I'm, I'm on a I'm on a hunt for the next few weeks, which you know I was trying okay, to get. Okay, that's good. Wait a minute, at Nick Friedel, uh, is it Fry or Fra? Sorry, Free Friedel. Free. Yeah. See, they told me wrong in the production, man. Nick Friedel. It's all you, good. You need to put him. At him, the best New York cheeseburger, because you deserve that. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is really going to screw up my plans to lose 10 pounds before the NBA <laughs> season starts. But that's a different story, Matt. But I'm walking back from Four Charles, where I landed last night, which was an awesome cheeseburger. And in every bar I'm walking past that has TVs, there's Serena on the final yeah. match, or, or what people thought might be. And you couldn't hear in the bars, but every cutaway, she's going for a serve. There's Spike. She's she's getting ready for the next shot. And you're seeing all the stars that lined up. So there is no question that maybe some people thought it would end last night. And when you see the rankings on paper, as much as so many people are hoping that Serena can continue this thing and, and get this run rolling in the U.S. Open, it feels like the stars are aligning where – Tomorrow night may be it. And that may be true, but I will say women's tennis is the one thing. It's Women's tennis, you see people come unseated 
and win Grand Slams. Yep. That does not happen in men's tennis very often. It does happen in women's tennis. And if anybody's going to do it, Serena's not, when she is even close to her prime and her peak, she's not unseated. Now, whether she is or not, we'll see. But I kind of feel like, I don't know if she'll win tomorrow, but I do feel like there's some magic there. And for me, I am a tennis fan. I'm going to be very sad to see her go, in part because I don't think the world has appreciated that the best women's player of all time, and maybe the best women's athlete of all time, is playing now, and the three best men's players of all time are playing right now. I mean, when does that happen in sports that you can say definitively, arguably the four best people to ever pick up a racket are playing at the same time, and she's going to be the first one to say goodbye. And so I understand why Bill Clinton is there. I understand why Gail King is there. Like, you are seeing a legend in her final sort of walk towards, you know, sports immortality. It's pretty awesome to see everybody who showed up last night, Matt. But I can tell you, 10 years ago, I was lucky enough to be at the U.S. Open, it was, a, it was Serena's first-round match. It was at night. And there is an electricity that you feel yes. watching her that you feel when you see the greats of the game. And it's different. It, it absolutely is different than just going to the U.S. Open and seeing a couple matches. You knew that it felt more intense and everybody was in a, a better mood when they were getting the chance to watch Serena play and do her thing on the court. So... That part of this is sad as a sports fan because you know how much she means to the game and what she has accomplished already. And while she didn't completely shut the door on potentially tomorrow night being it forever and ever, we know for certain that no matter what happens, whether it's the end or not, we are not going to see too much more of her playing at all. Well, she was clearly moved by the reaction because after Mm -hmm. it was over, she had this to say about the huge reception she received. The reception was really overwhelming. Um, it was it was loud and it was it was um, I could feel it in my chest and it was a really good feeling. Um, it's a feeling I'll never forget and so I really um, yeah that meant a lot to me. She deserves it and I agree with everything you just said about a night match. Here's the thing about tennis. The only other sport that's like this, in my opinion, is boxing. When a tennis great is in a, an important match and it's one-on-one, there's no team aspect to it, there's no field like in golf. It's one person versus one person. And there's an electricity to that that only boxing has. That's the only other thing where you get a one person versus one person. And there's something about, and and I didn't realize it till I went to the U.S. Open, but there's something about, Nick, and you said this, at night on in Arthur Ashe Stadium, I was there for Federer Nadal. And it was, and it's something, I, I mean, to me, it's one of the coolest sporting events I have ever attended. Serena is going to be like that, too. And, you know, tomorrow night, I think there'll be stars there. But if she can win tomorrow night, I think you're going to see insane celebrities for the rest of them because it'll just start to pick up momentum. And no offense to Dr. Ruth, she's not going to be able to get a ticket coming up here (laughs) in a few rounds. Dr. Ruth can find a way in. Come on now, man. Dr. (laughs) Ruth.
She's got connections all over the place. All seriousness, if you ever get a chance, read about Dr. Ruth's life. She, her, let me, I'll give you the quick version. She, her parents were in the Holocaust, sent her to Israel to, to, so, to survive. She gets there. She's by herself. She's, she raises herself, and she becomes an elite Israeli military sniper. Okay, she was a sniper for years, like one of the best in the Israeli military, Dr. Ruth, and then comes to America and ends up being a famous sex therapist. You want to talk about a life, Nick? That's a life. Wow. I mean, I'm about to hit 39, and I'm questioning a whole bunch of life decisions. Just you haven't to that been, story. You <laughs> haven't been a sniper or a sex therapist, and you are just 39 years old. My friends are just... They're lining up the jokes of uh, the last 30 seconds that they can knock off after yeah. that. But- I'm not sure which one would be less likely for you to be. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Is he now stuck in Utah since the Knicks locked up R.J. Barrett? That's next on Katie and Carl. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's Kenny and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Nick Friedel, who I like a lot more now that I know how to pronounce his name. I feel bad about that. People should get their name pronounced correctly on national radio. It's not a problem I have because my name is Matt Jones. But 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 Matt, my brother says Friedel. So whenever anybody says that, I think, well, I'm just honoring uh, honoring my little brother. It sounds like you're from Kentucky because in Kentucky we'd say Nick Friedel, and so it like it works out. That's how I'll say it from now on. Now, Albert Pujols last night hit his 694th home run of his career. He has hit them off 450 different pitchers, and he is trying to, before he retires at the end of the year, become the fourth player in Major League history to hit 700 home runs. He did it against the Reds. Yesterday also, Serena Williams won at the U.S. Open. This happened on August 29th, 2022. But you may not know that on August 29th, 2001, the same thing happened. Serena won a match at the U.S. Open. And Pujols hit a home run, his off David Lundquist. Is that not 21 years ago, same day, both of them had a moment like that? It's crazy to think about their longevity. Matt, I'm flashing back to my childhood right now, running down the stairs to watch SportsCenter, and there's Keith Olbermann in front of the screen with Did You Know? <laughs> that is a, a perfect Did You Know stat that we needed in our lives. But the longevity is unbelievable and we mentioned Serena early early on here but can you imagine if she actually pulls it off tomorrow night 
then we're going to have this era's Jimmy Connors yeah, moment of we got to give the people what they want. <laughs> so I'm I'm banking on Serena doing her thing and Pujols with six more getting to 700 here. Yeah, Jimmy Connors hadn't been good in a long time when he did that, and Serena still has been a contender up until the last year or so yeah. in, in these things. But I, I, I real the long, you know, it's hard to say now with guys like Brady playing until they're 45 what longevity means. But this generation feels like the first group of people that you can see folks. I mean, women's tennis, nobody has played as long as Serena. I mean, men's tennis sometimes would see old guys, but you never saw people playing like Serena. Nick, I think that makes it even more impressive what she's accomplished just for how long. And it makes you understand why so many people, Matt, celebrities and regular people are coming out of the woodwork to see this because it is an end of an era that so many different people have been a part of. No, there may be no athlete besides Tiger Woods who's had more of an impact on that sport than she has on tennis. Coming up in 15 seconds, Donovan Mitchell. Is he now stuck in Utah? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There probably hasn't been very many franchises that have more sort of been stuck in mediocrity for a number of years than the New York Knicks, but they're trying to do something to get out of it by signing an extension with R.J. Barrett. He now will remain with the Knicks for a number of years. And and when I saw this, and you're the NBA guy, Nick, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I like college basketball and the 35 Kentucky guys that are in the NBA. But R.J. Barrett's a Duke guy, so I, I tend to root against him. So I might be a little biased. But to me, if you're going to win a title, you got to have at least two superstars. Some teams have three, but you can do it with two. I mean, the Celtics nearly did it with two last year. But I don't know if R.J. Barrett's that. He's definitely, definitely to me, not the best player on a championship team. But I don't even know if he's the second best player. And if he's not, then my question is, what are you doing? Do you agree or disagree with that statement? I agree with you. I also don't believe that he's that kind of top-tier player. But, Matt, this is where I caution anyone who says, ah, can you commit to R.J. Barrett at this point? And I would still lean towards yes in this sense. We're not sure exactly what type of player he's going to turn into. Tom Thibodeau loves Barrett. Barrett has embraced being a part of New York City, and he doesn't seem like he's afraid of the spotlight that a lot of people, a lot of players, don't seem to want all the time playing in that type of market under that type of scrutiny all the time. So 
while I have a lot of questions as to just how much better R.J. Barrett can be, I don't uh, understand the backlash that some people would say, well, you can't, you can't come to this kind of agreement because if you believe that there's still another level or two for him, you can make the, the decision on whether or not he's a number one or a number two guy in the hierarchy later down the line for a team right now, Matt, that doesn't have another big-time star to build around. So it's four years, $120 million, uh, according to his agent, Bill Duffy. Let me ask you a different question. I mean, I, I feel like when we have these discussions about money and how much people are worth – I think it's done in the context of where we are now, but there's something looming that I do think teams at least consider, which is there's a chance the new TV deal is going to raise huge amounts of money, especially huge. if they start if they start having streaming, et cetera. And oh, if yeah. they do that, then all of a sudden paying R.J. Barrett $30 million may not be weird at all. Right, like then it may actually, and I know this sounds crazy, it might be a bargain, sort of, you know, because he may have a couple years after the new TV deal on this old contract, and you actually are getting him, as crazy as it sounds, at a discount. Is that possibly why we might see more guys like R.J. Barrett get deals like this because people know the cap is going to rise meteorically here soon? Matt, I think it is a terrific point. Because when you talk to people around the league, the one thing they keep saying is, hey, just wait till that next TV deal hits. <laughs> because it is going to be like one of those cash machines that they pull out at halftime in the old days. And you're just grabbing all over the place. And you're walking out and you're going, okay, let's see how much money is in there. The amount of money on top of what's already come into the game figures to be massive. And I'll give you another comparison aside from R.J. Barrett. Whether or not you agree with the Knicks' decision to keep moving forward with him, the same type of question has at least popped up in Chicago with a guy named Zach Levine. Zach Levine is a far more accomplished player at this stage of his career than Barrett is. He's been on an Olympic team, won a gold medal. He is coming into more of his own within the Bulls. But, Matt, is he the number one or number two guy on a title team? I tell you no. But the, the pushback there is, A, what do you want us to do? And yeah. B, if you're going to commit to a guy who wants to be there and you can pay him more money than anybody else and you still think he can improve, maybe in a couple more years with all the money that's coming into the league, maybe that deal looks much different under a different financial lens than it looks right now. So these are questions that are popping up all across the NBA, but I understand why teams, in this case, the Bulls and the Knicks, have made the decisions that they've made given the other options that are out there. I don't think the average fan is ready for the amount of money the NBA guys are about to see because the difference between the NBA and football or even baseball and hockey is there's only 12 of those guys, right? And ultimately, mm -hmm. there's only four or five that get paid anyways huge amounts of money. And I don't think people are ready for the fact that depending on what the new deal is, you might have guys making $75 million a year. I mean, it's not crazy the way this the, the, the new – once this new TV deal comes in because the NBA has an advantage that baseball, football, and hockey – well – Baseball and football at least don't have. They got streaming rights all around the world. 
Yeah. Right? Like, because the whole world cares about the NBA. The whole world doesn't care about the NFL. And when those streaming rights, which that's what this next deal is going to be, I just think you're going to start seeing people make, Nick, crazy money, at which point R.J. Barrett, $120 million, doesn't seem so bad. Matt, we'd sum it up this way to exactly what you're saying. If you think the deals are bad now, just give it three or four more years because they are not going to come close to what they will be in the future when this new deal hits. And it may be bad to, like, us making the money that we are. But in the context of a salary cap of a league, they might actually make sense, as crazy as it seems. Now, a former member of the 49ers, yes, those 49ers, is going to tell us why he thinks the 49ers decided to come back in with Jimmy G. That's next on Kenny and Carly. 